Hey, 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 it's Friday the 13th. I'm your host, Vic, and welcome to my vibe. So, is anybody on here superstitious? Because I am. We don't split poles around here. Um, I do walk on cracks. My mama doesn't break her back, but it's Friday the 13th. I actually heard watching some talks to the tick, TikTok, that Friday the 13th is actually a lucky day and that Americanos actually made it a day to change it so it was like dun 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 dun. So everybody, it's it's a lucky day. So let's turn everybody's frown upside down. Nobody should have a frown because it's Friday. And it's been a week in Minnesota. Actually, it's actually been a pretty low-key week, except for all the storms that we've been having. But I'm going to share about that a little bit later. Let's. We have a lot of things that we're going to be going through today. I know there's a lot on the docket because here's the thing. We're getting the old out. We're bringing in the new. So these episodes might be a little bit longer. I wish I could do half and half during the week. But you just get me once a week right now, for now. Okay, so let's slide into the good vibes portion of the show. Good vibes shout out goes to JJ Jams and such. This is a black owned business created by a black woman that I know dearly. It's high quality jams, jellies, and salsas. They are homemade, and she drops them in small batches. So please go check her website, jjjamsandsuch.com, and go check out her IG page at jjjamsandsuch. Go check them out. If you have any recommendations for black-owned businesses, small businesses, diamonds in the rough for Minnesota, or any other suggestions or comments, please feel free to slide into my DMs on the Vibe with Vic pod. And if you have my personal number, you know, text me. But yeah, let's roll on to pop culture vibe. So it's been a week, right? We've had a lot of things going on, a lot of things that have dropped, but for pop culture, okay, I only have a couple of things, so I didn't really do my due diligence with this, but I don't think a lot of things came out except for like, um, I know Young Thug got um, arrested on racketeering, and so that's going to be something that I'm going to be watching about because it's deep, you guys, very, very deep. Um, so anyways, Jesse Williams. Has anybody been following IG lately? Uh, yeah, so uh, Jesse Williams was on Watch What Happens Live, and a viewer asked, when did he think Grey's Anatomy would end? And he said, after laughing, that it may last until season 30. <laughs> 30, you guys, 30. I, let me tell you something. Grey's helped me through the pandemic. I love Grey's Anatomy. I will watch Grey's Anatomy season 1 through 10 or 11 when Christina leaves. Those are my favorite seasons. It is something that I embraced. It helped me through my anxiety. I mean, so many things. So many theories came out during the pandemic, but whatever with like, if you watch shows over and over again, how it's supposed to help you or how it calms your like, 
your anxiety, all that stuff, right? Okay? But grace has ran its course. (laughs) It has ran its course, you guys. Like, I've stopped watching because I'm tired. I'm tired of, I get it. Like, Derek passed. He passed away. And even a little bit after that, it was cool. Um, But... I literally could write, like, I could I could re- write, I could record a bonus episode on the dislike that I have for Owen on that show and analyze certain, like, scenes, but I'm just, I'm going to spare y'all because at the end of the day, Grey's Anatomy, I just feel like some TV shows need to know when it's time to end. We don't need to be holding on to the same thing that we've been holding on for years, okay? We just need to let good things die very, like, slowly and nice, you know? Like, and they're not doing that. And I get it. And it's still a popular show of ABC. I was about to say NBC. What an idiot. Um, A popular show about, um, (laughs) on ABC, and Meredith, a.k.a. Ellen Pompeo, says she's not going to stop until Shonda tells her when to stop or vice versa. I don't know. I've read so many articles. But at the end of the day, I don't know how many tweets I have sent out basically saying we need to stop this. It's time. I can't watch the same scenes over again. I don't want to see Owen fall in love. I want to see him die. Okay? I'm tired. Ellen, uh, Meredith, we get it are you going to fall in love with somebody? We know your love or your life was Derek. We get it. At the end of the day, you guys, this small rant of mine is I'm laughing at the fact that they said season 30, like he's like season 30. I think they're on 15 or 16 right now. I just, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it. So next up, and this is like hot off the press, maybe 24 hours. Rumor has it. Pete Davidson has left his management company for Chris Jenner. You heard it. Chris is over here wheeling and dealing. You want to date my daughter? Then I need to know what business you're in. So I don't know. I don't think that's a really good move. Okay. If, 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 if Kimmy and Pete were dating for like over a year, consider it. We are in the fresh honeymoon stages of this relationship, and you're about to hand over your business to Chris. I'm not saying that she's a bad manager. She's obviously not. All her daughters are rich as fuck, right? She's a great manager. She's a great momager. She does a really good job. But I I need Pete to come, unless his management company wasn't treating him right and she found holes. But I'm telling you guys, hot off the press, still haven't done my digging. So I will probably follow up with you guys on that. And maybe not, because this is probably the lowest thing on the totem pole of it all. Moving on. Okay, how am I going to say this? Should I save the best for last? Okay, for the show updates. The Wilds. Amazon Prime. If you've seen season one, season two was just released. Season one was amazing. Left me a little bit of a cliffhanger, but it's a good series. So if you're looking for something new and it's about these girls who get stuck on an island together, they all come from like different backgrounds. It's good, you guys. I'd say fall into it on a rainy day. 
Next up, Candy on Hulu with uh, Jessica Biel. Yeah, I don't really know what it's about, but I heard it's really good through the grapevine. So if you need, it's, I think it has a lot of suspense in it. Little, little killing here and there, little murdering 101. So yeah, go check that out. Um, next up, Our Father on, on Netflix. So, okay. Let's keep it real. 2020, Dayline NBC, any other like documentary that comes out in real time with the real people, they have these stories. And then Netflix, Hulu, and what HBO Max, all of the streaming services out there, they try to make their own rendition with it. So this is what has happened with this Our Father. Um, so Our Father is a doc about an inf- infamous fertility doc who used his own sperm to help these women out so it's like it's really good I saw one documentary on it I mean the dude is so shysty but I have to like I just gotta keep I gotta keep watching these things so if you're looking for a new doc to watch go watch our father on Netflix so I wanted to save the best for last and this is not really a show update. This is just an update to let you guys know that I finished Ozark. And I am not going to give everything away. I am just going to tell you that I am okay with the ending. I feel some type of way about a character. But I want you guys to watch it for yourself. And again, I'm not here to make spoilers for you. That's not what I do. But I finished it. I'm a little bit sad that it's over, but it was a great series. I will say all in all, will I watch it again from season one all the way through? The answer is yes. The answer is yes, you guys. I will watch I would watch it. So I think whoever is in season, you know... I don't know, one, two, three, or maybe even finishing off four, go for it. Um, great, great series. If you can't get into it, I understand I can't get into Virgin River. There you go. I said it. I said it. I, I understand a lot of people love that Virgin River on Netflix. I can't do it, but I can do some Steel Magnolia. Sweet Magnolia, not Steel. See, we're just, we're leading the pack here. Okay, moving forward. Oh, also, I, I didn't get a chance to watch Love Match Atlanta, so I'm going to catch up. I might merge a couple episodes together just to see what the temp is on that new series. Um, as far as the rant of the week, I don't really have a rant this week. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Like, I don't have anything to rant about. Um, I don't. I will say this. Minnesota had uh, Minneapolis pretty much had severe storms the other day and um, I had a humbling story to tell you guys so here's my story it is it's storming outside right I had just got done watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills um, which we'll talk about a little bit later <laughs> and I didn't know what to do like I've lived in a house for the last 10 11 years and now I'm in an apartment building I don't know what to do you guys isn't that embarrassing? It's embarrassing, I know. So um, things started to get real. 
the hail's coming down, the wind is a blowing. I'm hearing people outside of my apartment building, not in the hallway, like outside when the wind's blowing. And all I could say, natural selection, take over, you dummies. It's 80 miles per hour. You want to die? Then die. I just, I have, I have no like sympathy, empathy, anything for you. Do you, boo? Do you? But in the meantime, I'm inside thinking about, oh my God, the one time I don't charge my phone, I have to charge it. So I'm charging my phone. The lights are out. When I tell you I put on my Tim's, I found a sweatshirt. I packed like my fanny with my wallet, um, <laughs> filled my water bottle. Um, what else did I do? I was just like, I don't even know what to do. Got my Apple Watch off the off the battery got my work phone like I was just like I don't know what to do I don't live on the first floor because I don't believe in living in first floor of any apartment building because that's just welcoming somebody to come in and kill me I don't believe in it okay so I don't know what I was thinking that this tornado slash severe weather that's going on outside of my house if I was going to end up on the pavement I don't know how I'm going to end up on the pavement but in my mind I just wanted to be ready I wanted to have my keys everything personal belongings and I'm texting a couple of friends and I'm telling them what I'm doing and they're like are you going hiking (laughs) and I'm like I don't even know what I'm doing my anxiety's through the roof um and I just don't I don't know what to do in this situation some of you think you go into the bathroom right okay I might live in a new apartment building But these tubs ain't big enough to save my life. (laughs) Absolutely not. So uh, I was like, I'm not going to the bathroom. Like, I would die in there, and I'm not trying to die. So what do I do? Like, do I open up my, like, apartment door? Do I look up the hallway? Or is everybody, like, I just, I'm not friends with anybody that's around me. I keep to myself. But then I was, like, going through my IG page, and I saw one of my coworkers, and uh, she was in the underground parking garage at her apartment building I was like oh my god that's where we're supposed to go so now I know you guys I know a little bit embarrassing but hey what can I say I'm me I and I'm still alive and the storms passed and I hope people regain power because a lot of people lost it but no rant this week just a little embarrassing story not really embarrassing because I don't really get embarrassed my things that I do because it is what it is so and that note all right so this episode we are going to be going through a lot of things we're Real Housewives of Atlanta Summer House Reunion um, uh, New Jersey Reunion and Beverly Hills Housewives and we're going to end with Kardashians so I'm going to take a little break and then we are going to come back and do Atlanta and Summer House perhaps. Stay tuned. Listen, recaps are going to kind of be thoughts for this week because I have things to do. You have things to do. So we're going to stop, drop, and roll through all these things today because we got a lot to go through so we're going to start with real housewives of atlanta we're back in it uh sonia 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 it's not sonia it's sonia like i need to get my life together with this but anyways 
she has nine people living in her house her mom and dad her sister and her husband and and their two boys and then Sonia's family itself nine people but hey if you're wealthy and you got enough space then you do it um I do love how she's showing the Jamaican culture it's always nice to see a different side of uh, a culture um I personally could never live with my parents again love them to death just absolutely not um I'd probably still have a curfew if I lived at my parents house if it was up to them and we don't need those type of problems um yeah so Sheree Sheree's Chateau Sheree is finished now you guys remember when she left the show she had an unfinished bit like basement and Kenya went downstairs and Sheree got really upset but it's finished and it looks good and who's asking the question I know I know at least one of my friends asked the question and then put it out there how did she finish the basement what has Sheree been doing these past years I mean her clothing line wasn't up and running so where's this money coming from anybody does anybody know where the money's coming from I mean, I'm happy, but I do love the fact that Sheree and Kenya have moved on from their beef and that they had years ago. It just really shows like the maturity that they have. And I just love it. I love how real and honest they are, how Sheree looked at Kenya was like, I really didn't like you back in the day. But this new Kenya, this is somebody that I like and I appreciate it and stuff. So it was good to see. It makes me happy. It makes me smile. Kenya looks happy and we're, we're very, very, very fresh early into the season. So we will see if I still feel the same way towards Kenya by the end of the season. She always, you know, throws a curveball in there. Same with Sheree too. So we're, here we are. So, um, yeah, Ralph and Drew. Uh, is anybody wondering when they're going to end their marriage? Because I'm, I, listen, they don't need to be married. Um, I just, I just need to know, is there a guideline to be a housewife to use the words that you just don't know the definition to gaslight drew didn't know the definition of gaslighting. And then when she finally figured it out, she realized that that's what Ralph has been doing to her. Um, not to mention, he says he resents her for a lot. Like, wh why are you guys together again? I don't feel like there's love, not to mention I feel like he continuously shows that he does not want to be married okay does not want to be married at all um the whole thing with the whole assistant and stuff I mean he's just digging his coal this further just just deeper <laughs> because I'm just like Ralph you probably should just stop talking just stop talking um the assistant, yeah, um, he was cheating, and I just, I just don't think. I think this season will be the last season that they are married, and the next season, her storyline will be their divorce. That is what I think is going to happen, and if it does, I want to see you right out. I hope the divorce comes through because y'all are not meant for each other. But yeah, it's a lot. Uh, Candy and Todd, 
Uh, I here's the thing. We've watched the old LG. Some people have, some people haven't. Candy has had a lot of spinoffs, or a couple of spinoffs, I should say. Not a lot, actually. Um, but she always, always has put Todd in a good light. Like, Todd is like, I have all these projects going. I run this business, that business, or whatever. But for this season, it's a little bit different. We're now seeing that they don't really get to spend time with each other. Like, Todd's saying Candy's always traveling, and, you know, Todd's always with this so-called condo that's in Jersey. So hold on a second. So Candy's house is not even in Todd's name. It's just her name. And then he has a condo in Jersey that is still, like, his name's on the condo and then his ex's name is on the condo. Okay. And how long have they been married, Horse? something doesn't smell right and I feel that I don't know maybe Mama Joyce wasn't being so hard on Todd (laughs) maybe she saw some things and took a lot of shit that we gave her years ago because we wanted to see Candy be happy but now the hindsight is kind of coming to us it ain't at 2020 yet but let me tell you something I think we were at 2080 and now I'm, I think I'm at maybe 2060. And if that gets to 2020, <laughs> I'm going to let y'all know. But until then, let's move on to Marlo. I did appreciate how Marlo had a conversation with Candy and was like asking for her guidance. It just shows that she respects Candy. But I do also like the fact of how Candy forgives people but she just doesn't forget she doesn't forget how you treated her in the past and she acts accordingly and that's something that I admire about her now a lot of people have been giving candy shit for years what has she brought to the table what is her storyline and whatnot she's a pretty neutral party but she does ask questions and I think she's a value to this like franchise so I love candy Um, We're going to keep, we're going to keep candy. I think we got people off that we were tired of and that was, you know, sin 50, 50 cent. But I, and I don't even miss her. I totally forgot it. I talked about Portia last episode about, oh my God, Portia wasn't on there. I didn't even think about, and I didn't say anything about Cynthia. What does that say? I like Cynthia too, but damn, that's kind of nuts. Okay. That's all the thoughts I had about Real Housewives of Atlanta. Let's move up to the Hamptons, New York, but we're in the we're in New York for the reunion for Summer House. So, okay. You guys, I I have so many thoughts. Um first and four, you know how they always start a reunion, seeing people like walk into the reunion like say hi and greet everybody or whatever okay um I just want to know who brings their girlfriend to the reunion I I just want to know who brings their significant other but Andrea did did you want to bring her because you were talking about her because I just honestly I don't care like I don't care who you were crying about like I just whatever anyways moving on um and that when everybody was greeting each other, Lindsay was saying that she's hopeful for people to see how they behave and take accountability. 
Well, isn't that fucking laughable? Um, did you watch yourself, girl? Because if there's anybody that needs to take accountability for how they behaved, it's you. But we'll get to that soon. Um, when Andy was talking about how they showed up at the house and he was like, this house is disgusting. Okay. And he was talking, he was looking at Paige and Sierra's room and, and, and stuff. Sierra's never been clean. I mean, honestly, her room gave me anxiety her first season. I was like, you don't fold clothes. You just don't do anything. Like, girl, this, I can't. It's too chaotic for me. I don't know how you can, like, get up, look around your room, and then walk out like that. Like, I don't know. You know what they say, if, you're, if your house looks chaotic, like, kind of like your, like hers did, then it is chaotic. <laughs> it, it, it is chaotic, you know. But to each its own. Um, okay, can I just tell everybody that Daddy Sober, a.k.a. Carlito, he was getting on my fucking nerves the whole episode. I mean, honestly, Carl, Carl, I know that your balls dropped and you got sober and everything like that, but the way you're coming at Paige, unnecessary. I was like, you want to defend Lindsay's behavior? Hmm. Where were you all season? Like... You were there. Your storyline was you being sober for a whole year and going through this. And we appreciated it. I loved it a lot. But don't you dare show up to the reunion trying to stand up for your now girlfriend, Lindsay. It's commendable. But honestly, mm. does everybody notice that there is a common theme here? It's like Lindsay doesn't stand up for herself. She has everybody else stand up for her. It's like, it, does she brainwash them? And as them, I mean Carlito and Danielle. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I can't. I can't. I really can't. So when Paige's body language was off and everybody noticed that it was off, so Andy pointed it out, like, what is going on? And when Paige explained the divide in the group, and it made sense. I mean, if we stand back and actually think about it, it are Lindsay... And Danielle really approachable. I think Danielle's more approachable than Lindsay is. I don't think Lindsay's approachable. I think she's stuck up. And I think she showed that she was stuck up a couple of times this season or whatever. But um, I do appreciate and also like how Amanda said, I mean, Lindsay, if somebody brings an issue to you, you get very defensive. And she's just sitting there staring as if she's like, I don't know if the blank stares are just like, I just don't give a fuck or whatever. I don't know. But she doesn't explain her behavior. And although I believe that people shouldn't have to explain their behavior, sometimes I feel it, if you have not one, not two, but a bunch of people explaining to you how your behavior is or how it seems, I would think that you would want to take it maybe into consideration. Maybe as a reflection, since you do call them your friends. So I'm really trying to feel like, are Lindsay and Amanda really truly friends? Or are they just acquaintances? Because there's levels to friendships. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I felt like Lindsay is, she's just exhausting. She does what she wants. And it's supposed to be whatever. But if the situation was vice versa, if any situation was vice versa, she would lose her entire shit and start laying out an argument of why. So when people come at her, you're not supposed to. Don't question me. My name is Lindsay. I do what I want. And that's it. 
right? But if if I see you do something, I'm going to question you and I'm going to lay out this full-blown argument towards you to to come down on you. And you're going to have to like apologize for me because that's just who I am. I just I don't know. For someone who claims they go to therapy hasn't learned a single fucking thing. To have Amanda point out to Lindsay and explain, "I'm sorry you feel that way." Like we literally, the last five minutes of the show, probably not that long, maybe three minutes, Andy had explained to her, I'm sorry you feel that way is not an apology. You, you've been to therapy? You, you've, you said you've been to therapy, right? So why is it that Andy and Amanda and Amanda and Kyle are going to your ex-therapist is the reason why you're breaking up with your therapist is because you don't actively listen to what they're trying to tell you I'm, I'm starting to like see a theme here and here's the thing I'm about to go on a rant okay we talked about the fight we talked about how Sierra and Um, Danielle and how Danielle felt and how she has hatred for Sierra and how she made her feel and and all that stuff like do you really see that or whatever nobody not one single viewer and it should have been me and I'm so upset that I didn't I'm I'm going to pay more attention to when Andy sends out a tweet and says send me your questions for the for the cast because not one person yet, and we're only in part one, but I don't think it's going to happen in part two. Not one person question. Why doesn't Lindsay stand up for Danielle? Why is Danielle so ride or die for Lindsay, but the same energy is not coming? It, it, it's insane. And I do appreciate how Kyle was like, Carl, please take off your boyfriend pants for a minute and like see what everybody else is trying to see because it's not fair. Like I love Carlito. He had a, he, he has a definite backbone. We've seen it come out when he's like wasted or whatever, but I expect daddy sober to see everything. Now there is a bombshell that came out that I didn't even notice that came out, but one of the, um, viewer she speaks bravo on ig she found out that when sierra was like the question of whether or not people are sleeping with austin came up and Lindsay said i haven't slept with austin in over four years excuse me (laughs) over four years um Sierra was like, you slept, you came back one weekend and you mentioned how you slept with him in Montauk. Four years? Who are you lying to besides Carl? Yourself? Because, (laughs) I don't know. Alex saying comparing Austin to a Honda Civic was amazing. We've, by the time the reunion came on, we had already heard it about 8 million times. Um... But that was really good. Uh, It's just, you guys, it was a really great season. I don't think we're going to get anywhere. I think a lot of people are going to be upset with Paige and how she is and hone in on that. And there was another aspect of that. Paige did say this. Paige was like, I'd do it again. I would tell Sierra to do it again. She owned it. And this is where the, the divide comes into play. 
I respect Paige for saying that she owns it and, and that she was like she would do it again. Lindsay would never do that. Lindsay would never say that you do that. She just doesn't do that. And I think that's one of the reasons why I don't kiss her ass like every other single person who watches it and is like, go hot hub summer. It's amazing. I'm all for people having hot hub summer, but know when your behavior is fucked up and stand in it and just own it and keep it moving. I would respect her more, but she just doesn't. So anyways, second episode, second part two of the reunions coming next week. And we're obviously going to hone in on Sierra. Why did she sleep with Austin again after all that shit? I mean, I want to know why, but you can't tell me that he's laying pipe that good. Like there's, there's just no way. There's, there's absolutely, I refuse, I refuse to believe it. <laughs> and I won't. I won't believe it. So, okay. Um, that was, that was, that was some good therapy right there for Summer House. Um, that was some good therapy. So I, before I take a break, I want to say uh, that I know not many of you have Paramount Plus, but... I have been watching Real World Homecoming New Orleans, and we are in the drop the third and fourth episode. And if anybody remembers Melissa, David, come and be my baby tonight, if you remember that, right? Mormon, Matt, we had, uh, we had, um, I said Melissa, David, we have Julie, she's very pro problematic, and you have Kelly and Danny. Danny was there too. Um, it's been really good episodes that they happen that they've been having. I don't even know why I can't speak, but they've been having, but here's my thing that I'm having a huge issue with. <laughs> um, Julie has not changed. If we've watched real world challenge, you guys remember Julie. She was a Mormon from Utah. She had never met any black people or whatever. Now she shows back up 20 something years later wearing her Lululemon yoga pants and she's still giving off that white woman victim shit and it's just tiring. Um, she got way too wasted in one um, episode. They went out one night to a drag show. And it's like Julie has never partied because back 20 years ago, she never drank. And now she's drinking. And she wants to have fun. And I commend anybody to go out there, have fun, have a drink or whatever. If you don't know how to handle your liquor, then maybe you shouldn't be drinking. And I mean, handling your liquor means knowing when to stop. When I get chocolate wasted sometimes, but I know when to stop, okay? Some people can get um, just wasted. Like, you know, and that's fine. But Julie didn't know when to stop. David was trying to help her, and he did. She threw up all over him. Well on a shoe or whatever all over the floor not in the bucket and he was helping her nobody else was helping her he was helping her and his name is not David anymore his name is Tokyo okay it, and there's a whole thing behind it don't have time to really go into that but um so Tokyo was helping her out and then the next day she flipped it do you see these bruises on my arm do you see how he manhandled me and there's just so many issues that still are on the forefront, and especially today, that she just does not understand, get, or doesn't want to get. Um, yeah, she's she's insane. That's that's all the time I'm going to deal with Julie because 
basically what you've heard from me is that Julie hasn't changed and I still love Melissa and that's where we're at. So that's my little tidbit back for the people who have been watching Real World Homecoming New Orleans. Uh, if you ever get a chance to watch Paramount and deep dive with all the real world challenges and these homecomings, you'll see what I mean. But yes, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to come back and we are going to do a New Jersey reunion part two and we're going to tap into Beverly Hills. Stay tuned. Ooh. New Jersey reunion part two, you guys. Let me tell you something. You want to know what I kind of get a kick out of lately? I get a kick out of pissing tree hugger fans off. And when I tell you, these suckers are pissed at me this week. They can't handle the things that I'm throwing out there about Teresa's behavior. They just think that she is God's gift to the Housewives franchise. And sometimes I just want to let everybody know, no French, no housewife owns their franchise. You might be the OG of your franchise, but your name is not executive producer ho. So you don't own anything. So I need people to be reminded that this is still a job. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, so here are my thoughts on part two of the reunion. I was tweeting my heart out and ah, whew. the rebuttals from the tree huggers because they're just so far off a of reality and shall I say they are on the same narrow path as Teresa is with her thought process it's it's so fucking unbelievable like these people were like did you ever see what Melissa did did you ever see so let me tell you something I start off one of my tweets by saying I respect how Teresa has raised her girls now, you guys heard that, right? I respect how Teresa has raised her girls. But other than that, I don't get it. So one tree hugger responded how she went to prison, came home, and paid all her debts, took care of her parents. First, I don't give a good hot fuck how many book signings Teresa did. Some of that money may have gone towards her debts, but honestly, for me, and I've said this before, I think Bravo paid for some of that restitution. You can't tell me different. I'll die on that fucking hill. I don't care. Okay? You can't change my mind over that. Secondly, y'all can write all your hands, tell your hands get all cramped. I don't care. And tell me how you feel about Joe and Melissa. I don't care. None of the family members are innocent with their behavior. My problem with Teresa is, and my problem with the tree huggers, is that they act like tree has done absolutely nothing wrong and has behaved so nicely. Okay? Teresa has never liked Melissa. We established that. But the timeline is looking like she never liked Melissa from the beginning. She had mentioned something about in the first part one about how Melissa should have thought about Teresa's pregnancy and shouldn't have should have pushed back her wedding so Teresa could have had a baby. Are we high? I mean, it, it's very clear that Teresa has gotten her way all her life. And this is the result. We do things my way. You show me loyalty. It's a one-way street. 
that never evolves into a two-way. I don't understand why her fans don't understand that. They talk about how Teresa has stuck up for Melissa. And I'm like, when? So they bring up a couple of times, and that's amazing. Um, I don't remember those couple of times because there's always when somebody's like leaning onto her to say, you need to stand up for Melissa rather than her doing it on her own. There is a clear fucking difference, you guys. I can't stand it. So anyways, um, we start the show because with, you know, Joey Gorga gets upset. He gets in his feelings. He's like, I quit. I'm walking away. And he walks away. And he goes into the dressing room and, you know, Andy walks over to, well, I think Andy came up to him with Teresa and Louie and, and Joey Gorgas telling Louie, like, don't say anything when you go on stage. Like, this is between me and my sister. Don't stand up for her. Don't do nothing. Andy comes in and he's trying to, like, basically get Joey to get back on stage. He's trying to get Teresa to understand where Joe's point of view is. It's very obvious that she's never going to get um, where Joey's coming from at all. Like she's not even trying to get to um, where she's like where he's coming from. It's very obvious that she's just annoying. And um, I just want to know when did Teresa's brain stop, stop growing? Like she just doesn't know how to apologize. She doesn't know how to actively listen. Like, her parents literally created this spoiled, now 49-year-old woman who behaves like a child consistently. And it's really not a good look, you guys. It's disgusting. Um, I don't know. So, Joey doesn't come back out to the the stage, but he will eventually with all the rest of the guys. But meanwhile... Um, Andy's, you know, trying to mediate the situation between Joe and Teresa. Um, Jackie like points out to Jen, um, Aiden, like how she's been acting the whole reunion. Like, Hey, this is not the person that we know you to be, but you act completely different when Teresa's in front of you compared to when Teresa's not around you. And, you know, Jackie was like, I just, I like you and I want to be your friend, but I can't be your friend when you keep turning who you are like you change you're like a chameleon when you're around certain people and I completely understand that but I, I don't understand why Jen is Teresa's mouthpiece it's it's like it's it's laughable you guys I do like Jen though I do I do like Jen so it's I don't know um then they went over and they were talking about the comments of Louis. They haven't really deep dive. They keep on like surface level talking about Louis's comments and stuff and how it was already out there. Like Andy keeps saying it to Teresa. All these comments were already out there, Teresa. She, she just deflects. So Teresa comes back and she says a mirror, mirror comment. She's like mirror, mirror of them all. Who's the fairest of them all? Like he just look at me Andy he left them because Andy had mentioned that Louie had was dating a girl but then left them for Teresa and he was like how does that make you feel and instead of answering in like the most honest way and just being human about things Teresa turns over and she goes mirror mirror comment like she just sounds so fucking annoying so she says that 
and it's about her body. So I feel like saying, you know, hey, I don't think Louis really likes Teresa for her intelligence. I mean, because it doesn't exist, by the way. Um, she has zero emotional intelligence. She just lacks basic emotional like none of it exists intelligence and Teresa are not in the same like paragraph not on the same page not even in the same damn book the bitch is dumb okay so it's clearly about her body and he's a very manipulative person and listen I want the best for Teresa right but I need her to be honest with all the things that are going on you can't blame Marge for everything like the slews that are on the internet have dug up all these things on Louie. You can't tell me if it was one thing that Louie had done, then you could be like, I don't believe it and keep it moving. It's not one thing, you guys. It's like 30 plus things. And they're deep. They're not just like surface level type stuff. It's like domestic violence, manipulation, like it goes hard. So for, for Teresa to have gone to prison because her ex-husband, who is now, you know, deported and everything, had led her into like financial ruins and all this stuff with the, with the things that he was doing federally wrong. And now you're with somebody who just had a report come out about his financials and on top of that had domestic abuse and everything. But here's the thing that was very interesting that I found interesting in the reunion. So they were talking about the whole cheating thing um, with, you know, Bill and all that stuff, right? And Andy had asked the questioner, he said, would any of you stay with your husband if... Or would any of you leave your husband if you found out infidelity was involved? And Teresa raised her hand, said that she would leave. Jackie said that she would leave. Um, nobody else raised their hand, though, which I felt like, why wouldn't Dolores raise her hand since Frank was the one that cheated on her and she was done after that? So are you saying now is different, that every situation is different and that you would like talk throughs if somebody cheated like it's weird to me that Dolores didn't raise her hand it's also weird to me that Teresa raised her hand and said that she wouldn't leave if somebody was cheat if she was cheated on and it was obviously that Juicy Joe cheated on her we all know when they went to Italy he was on the phone with another female he was cheating on Teresa confirmed so Teresa you do stay whether it was for the girls or not you stayed so I, I, it's, just, it's weird. Do I believe Jackie would leave? I 100% believe Jackie would leave. I think she would be like, peace. But then again, I'm not quite sure. Because although those rumors of Evan are, so to say, not true, I think there are some truth to it. I don't know what extent. I don't know if it's ever going to come out. But there's this little inklings and the things that he's said this past season that make me feel like because of her eating disorder, he wasn't getting the things that he needs and he went elsewhere. And so anyways, pretty much the next part, which is the third part, I think this is, is this four parts? This might be four parts, but the next part, I think they're going to hone in on Louie. So that will be next week's thing. Okay, so that's what I have for New Jersey. We are going to 
fly out from Jersey and we're going to land in Beverly Hills, you guys. So we're back. Like Beverly Hills is back, you guys. And I am very excited for this season. But I have to be very honest with you. I was underwhelmed with this first episode. I was. I was like, I don't really care. But, you know, normally that kind of happens with every single uh, franchise and their seasons. It just does. Like the first episode is like, hey, we're catching up. What has happened? Um, And this didn't have really a lot of span of time between um, each season. I think it was maybe a couple weeks before they started filming again. Maybe I would say between two and six weeks before they started filming again. So very close to each other. Um, I will say this. I'm not excited um, Rena's giving me the same energy as she so far, the same energy as she was giving me last season. And I just don't understand how, like, how the close relationship and the support that she gives Erica, like, I'm, I'm just exhausted of it. I don't understand how you support someone who allegedly used victims' money to fund their lavish lifestyle. I don't know how somebody like Renna, who's like morally about working hard for her money, can support somebody who barely worked for her money. You know what I mean? She married wealthy. She married into money. And she was very forthcoming with that. And that's great. And that would have been cool if we didn't figure out that you marrying into money where the money was coming from. Um, Also, side note, did anybody, does anybody notice that Erica just talks, she doesn't really fully open up her mouth when she talks. She's like, if everybody wants to talk to me or talk about me, girl, open up your mouth and start talking. Like, I can't, I can't deal with her. Um. I know that I'll probably be coming for Erica a lot this season, like I do Teresa over in New Jersey. Um, So I'm going to give her a pass this episode. I'm not going to talk about much. Um, So Dorito got robbed. And I'm going to say this. So the scene between Kyle and Sutton, once Kyle found out that a Dorito got, you know, robbed and Sutton came over to her house, Sutton was very, like, her comments were sensitive and very selfish, talking about how she had a trying day. Sutton, your trying day can't compare to somebody walking into your house and putting a freaking gun to your head. Like, what's wrong with you, girl? Like, <laughs> I'm like, Sutton, uh, girl, calm down. But I did appreciate when Sutton was coming at Kyle saying, like, how you treated me and how you didn't come and stick up for me last, uh, the last reunion and stuff and how she has zero empathy for Erica. Listen, I'm on the Sutton train and I ain't getting off anytime soon. I'll let you know if I take, you know, a a pit stop somewhere. But I'm all for all the energy that Sutton's going to be giving this season. So far, it's early. I'll let you know. But I'm on that train. I'm on that Garcelle train too, coming for Erica. I mean, anybody who's against Erica, I'm on that train. I'm definitely on that train. So uh, back to what I was saying, Dorito got robbed. Um, everybody knows her as Dorit. I call her Dorito. 
and let me tell you something. I was tearing up. I don't know why. Maybe it was just like the moon and <laughs> the storms that were happening and all these things that are retrograde. I don't know. But when Dorit and PK were reunited, I teared up. <laughs> I teared up. I, I, it really got to me. I felt so bad for her. But let me tell you something. I have questions. Oh, you live in a big, dumbass house. And you have alarms and you don't use them? Excuse me? Let me tell you something. If you have an alarm and you know your husband is traveling and even if he's not why the fuck aren't you aiming like arming that shit like why aren't you arming your alarm I don't care if I live in an 800 square foot place or a 12,000 square foot place those doors will be deadbolt locked and that alarm would be armed every single night. I don't even care. Gated community or not, nah, you guys, I don't play. Play with your mama, but don't play with me, okay? I'm not trying to get, like, I just don't, I like to set myself up for success. I like to set my house up for, for success. So if you are trying to get at me, I have a plan. I know where the bad is at. I know where I'm getting out. I have a plan in my mind. And so if you're that wealthy and live in a gated community and for some odd reason these people are getting through gated communities to your house and staking out, I would think that you would want to do yourself a solid. Now, though the robbers thought the house was going to be empty. So they thought she was traveling with PK, but she wasn't and nor were her kids. So I feel for her in such a sense that I would I can't imagine the trauma that she is going through. But the things that wonder what that I wonder about. So when you have botox, can you just not cry like cuz the tears that she was trying to like squeeze out of her ducts, they just weren't coming out, you guys. They weren't. And I shouldn't be that asshole who's like questioning whether or not her emotions are real if this situation is different I don't want to question it but I would think that this something this traumatizing that those tears would be like your face would be wet and there would be a puddle like below you Kyle was crying more than Dorito like those tears were real okay so I mean I don't know I this is how I feel like I just I feel bad but then I don't so um do I think the season's going to be uh one for the books I hope so um but I I do feel like this first episode was a little bit underwhelming but I do feel like we did go over the things that we needed to go over as far as like the burglary that happened at Dorito's house and and all that jazz. So I think we're we're just scraping the surface so far. Um, next up, we're gonna we're gonna leave Beverly Hills. It's gonna be a a thick season. Um, and I don't think we're ever gonna have really a dull moment. But this was, you know, the first episode. 
So we're going to leave Beverly Hills and we're going to go up to Calabasas. So I'm going to take a slight break and uh, come back and we'll do the Kardashians. Stay tuned. All right, we're in Calabasas and we are reviewing the Kardashians. It's Kimmy's birthday. And, uh, you know, she's studying for the baby bar, the baby bar. Uh, she didn't want to party, but in true Kardashian form, of course, Kris Jenner, Chloe, and Courtney throw her a surprise one at her house. And Lala was in attendance because Lala is one of her best friends and stuff. So, yes, yes, yes. So, while they are celebrating Kim, they talk about the BBE and the BDE. Now, most of you should know what BDE is. And if you don't know, the definition of BDE is big dick energy. And that means if a guy is cocky, has a little air against them, that's like that big dick energy. You know what I mean? And then BBE is big ball energy. And I had not heard that ever. And I never want to hear it again. I don't care if you have big balls. Um, and the BDE only goes so far before you're like, eh. What else is on the table? You know what I mean? Um, but Courtney was like, who doesn't like confidence? <laughs> um, okay, Courtney. Uh, the sheer pants that Travis was in in one of the People magazines or Us Weekly, uh, he was wearing, told me everything I need to know. Okay? That BDE is literal. <laughs> literal. So, um I also, I always notice, notice how Courtney says, Travis. <laughs> it kills me. Travis is such a genuine person. Um, I do enjoy how Court has a way of thinking about Scott. And, uh, and, and it's basically, unless it has anything to do with the kids, she's not thinking about Scott. And why should she? This episode was basically around Scott and his feelings, how he's been left out of things, and he's just emotional over to, like, because his access to the family is now being modified. Scotty Dukes. Scotty. Um, although I feel bad for the simple fact that, like, they have taken him in all these years, even after the tragedy of his parents passing... He needs to respect Courtney, and he needs to understand things will be modified. Yes, you did have three kids with Courtney, but you have to balance it out. You are not number one, and you had multiple chances to be her number one all those years. And what did you do? You kept on shitting on her every chance you got. So you took her for granted, and now she pieced you the fuck out and got herself a real one. And I don't blame her one bit. Um, we will come back to, to Scotty. I do appreciate how Chris respects uh, Courtney's wishes and understands, like, these are my daughters. That means that they are my first priority and you are my second priority. So I take them into consideration no matter what. So if that means that I have to have a separate like dinner with you, celebration with you to appease my daughter, I'm going to do it. And I respect that 100%. Moving on to Kimmy, you're back to Kimmy. 
I like how she admitted that she, her, her identity changed when she got with Kanye and how she needs to find her identity again. And I think a lot of people actually, um, what's the word? I think a lot of people understand this, that when you are a part of somebody for so many years and you have that connection and then when you guys break up, you have to re I'd like reinvent yourself and find yourself again. And that's what Kim's doing and it's appreciated. Um, so, you know, moving on for Kimmy, because we were going from Kim to court, back to Kim. Now we're to Chloe and <sighs> it, listen, <laughs> you know, what I'm going to say about Chloe. She keeps shoving this shit down our throats as if her and Tristan are besties. And I understand she didn't know what was going on at this point in time of the show. But girl, girl stop it okay the you're gonna learn how great of a best friend that you have when you find out how trash he is in a couple of episodes because we're gonna see it the t is we are going to see the moment that chloe finds out about tristan's cheating and i can't wait to watch that unfold on camera I don't it's it's not that I get joy out of it I just want to see her reaction so I can I don't know observe whether or not she's still gonna take him back because you know Mother's Day was last weekend and uh, you know what Tristan didn't do he didn't say happy Mother's Day to his third baby mother nor has he met his child yet his third child yet if there's a definition of trash. Tristan's name is in that definition. The dude is trash. So back to Scotty Dukes. So Chris goes over to Kendall's house and we all know how I feel about Kendall, but I do respect her in this instance. They're all sitting out on the patio, all meaning Chris, Kendall, and Scotty Dukes. And they're having a conversation and Scott is literally in his feelings like I can't believe this I'm so happy for for Courtney are you really happy for Courtney Scott I don't really think he's happy for Courtney I think it's painful for him to watch that she's happy without him and that he has no um, no ability to get her back at this point in time like she's engaged she's in love he's pretty much out of the picture and so again he's having a problem being modified his access being modified to the family so he starts fighting with Kendall the one person that's been in his corner the whole time the one girl that mentioned at the last episode what about Scott I mean at Courtney's engagement party what about Scott Scott got mad at Kendall because Kendall didn't invite him to her birthday party and Kendall doesn't like confrontation we know this and but she stuck up for herself she's like that ain't none of my business Scotty she was like what you and Courtney go through that ain't none of my business but that's my sister and I don't want her to feel uncomfortable and this was an intimate setting so an intimate setting didn't involve you and he was just going at her and he wasn't listening so you know Kendall she's just she's like I'm done with this <laughs> she got up and she walked away. Chris said nothing during that. She just let them go back and forth. Um, but I think she's going to give him a talking to next episode. And that's kind of where we leave off with that. So 
that was pretty much that uh, short and sweet. You guys, this wasn't short and sweet. It's a little bit over an hour. I appreciate all of you. Um, hopefully, these will be condensed down a little bit more due to the simple fact as we're going to have less shows to talk about or maybe even more shows. I take that back. Less shows to talk about. Uh, but yeah, I would be happy to hear how you guys feel. Let me know. But that's all for this uh, episode. It was a lot. It was a jam-packed pod week full of drama but i hope y'all enjoyed vibing with me make sure to tell your friends who love reality tv and random ish to hop on the vibe with vic train and if you haven't already left a rating or on either apple or spotify's platform please do it helps me immensely either way i appreciate y'all go outside have fun enjoy this weather and until next time stay classy